Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Bookish Besties podcast. I'm Diane, and today you only get me. Mary and I took a sabbatical in the month of July, but we are back and ready to record in August. We're going to try something a little bit different. Um, Mary's going to record one episode independently during the month, and I'm going to record one independently, but then you will have both of us together twice a month. So um, today is November. Oh, November. I'm all geared up for the election. Today is actually August 5th, and the Booker Prize was announced last week. There are um, several that I've read, but the majority I have not. So it's the Booker Dozen which is actually 13 novels, like a baker's dozen. Um, The New Wilderness by Diane Cook is an American book that I have on my shelves and I haven't read yet. The Mirror and the Light by Hilary Mantel. Um, Many people in my family have read that one. I have not yet. Kylie Reads, Such a Fun Age. We've talked about that book previously on the podcast. That was a great read. Brandon Taylor's Real Life. Also a really good book, very interesting. Ann Tyler, The Redhead by the Side of the Road. I have loved Ann Tyler for decades. Although um, this this latest one, it was harder for me to get into. She is definitely writes character-driven books, not plot-driven. So if you're looking for a fast-paced page-turner, Ann Tyler is probably not the book you're going to turn to. But what I was thinking is how many of you decide what you're going to read based upon the prizes, whether it's the Pulitzer, the Booker, the American Booksellers Association, you know, so many of the organizations, the American Library Association, so many of them have awards and choose, makes lists of books. And then, of course, at the end of the year, it seems like everybody makes their list of, you know, the best 10 books of 2020 or whatever. So how much does that motivate the books that you buy or check out um, and add to your TBR? I think it doesn't motivate me as much now as it used to. I used to pay much more attention to the awards lists. Now, I guess I, um, I think my reading is broader, so I tend to hit the books that I want to read and the ones that I, um, the, the new to me on the prize lists, I will sometimes add them to my TBR. But honestly, if I looked back over the past four or five years, I don't know that I ever really get to them. So I'm sure I'm missing some phenomenal reads. But I cram in so many books as it is. <laughs> I don't know that I could fit in many more. So um, we will do, we'll put up a little survey on our Instagram page, Bookish Besties podcast on Instagram. And um, we'll see how much prize lists determine what y'all are reading out there. So I had a very busy reading month in July. Since we were not recording, I had a little bit more free time and had so many five-star books that I read. I'm going to mention a few in case you all are missing our recommendations, which is another thing. Do you get recommendations from podcasts? Do you look at Instagram? Do you just kind of go by your own gut? 
do how much does the cover matter? Um, some of these, the covers have been beautiful. One that I loved that I just finished was Catherine Center, What You Wish For. And that was a lovely, lovely book. I gave that five stars. I read it quickly. Um, talked a lot about how fear holds us back in many different ways. And the main character on this one was a school librarian. So there's lots of talks about books and reading and how that comes into play in her life. She's a school librarian at a private school. And that was phenomenal. I highly recommend. That's a new release. Catherine Center, What You Wish For. I really liked also uh, a YA book that um, left me in a pile of tears in the best possible way. It's called When We Collided by Emery Lord. And she does an amazing job of looking um, at some mental health issues for teens and how that affects their lives and where where they end up and kind of the pathways that they take and the importance of friendship in that journey. I think as we continue to try to destigmatize mental illness and um, increase access to mental health services in this country, having conversations about books like this is imperative. And uh, that was when I shared with my kids too. It was just amazing. Oh, let's see. I read Escaping Dreamland by Charlie Lovett. That one's not out yet, but it will be soon. And I didn't think I was going to love it as much as I did. This was one that I think if I would have rated it immediately when I finished reading it, I would have maybe given it a three and a half or four stars. But if I let it sit and kind of rudimate in my brain... I liked it more and more. So I ended up giving it five stars. There are dogs barking in the background. I am so sorry about that. Julie Cantrell has a book out. Um, it's not brand new. It's called Perennials. First of all, the cover is absolutely gorgeous. It has all these beautiful flowers on it. It's a turquoise background with flowers. You can't beat that. And um, this was a lovely read little bit heavier than what I would call a beach read, but um, a lovely Southern story about family and home, what home means, and of course the gardens that are so popular in the South and how those gardens are kind of legacy gardens. And um, it, it has a lot of history in it. It's just a beautiful story. Julie Cantrell, The Perennials, just perennials, I guess. And um, I read a powerful Southern book in July called Grace Will Lead Us Home, The Charleston Church Massacre and the Hard, Inspiring Journey to Forgiveness. Uh, this was at the Mother Emanuele, Emanuel AME Church in Charleston, South Carolina. In 2015, there was a June, in June, there was a uh, murder, a young white man entered the church during Bible study and nine African-American men and women were murdered. There were 12 or 13 in the church at the time, um, but three were in hiding and then some were not killed. But it was a horrific massacre in our town and it um, shook us to our core. 
This book is written by a journalist um, for the Post and Courier, which is the local paper in Charleston. And she it is so well researched and so evenly presented. Um, the only way you see her journalism coming through is that it's, you know, it's fairly reported, but it reads like a story, a horrible story. And it's beautiful. You see the people and the background of the people who were killed and um Again, conversations that need to be had about racial tensions and injustice and just so many timely things. Totally changing gears. Another one that I loved was called The Lending Library. And this is by Alicia, Eliza, excuse me, Fogelson. The Lending Library. And it was a book about books. So how can you go wrong with that? I literally read that one in one day. So it's a fast, easy read, but a great story. Well-developed characters. And again, a book about books. Um, The Book of Lost Names by Kristen Harmel. This just came out, and this was another five-star review for me. I um, finished it with a box of Kleenex at my side. So if you're not in the mood for that, just that's a spoiler alert. It was a beautiful testament to the human spirit, to love and to faith. I highly, highly recommend this book, but it will take you on an emotional roller coaster. So just be prepared for that. Five stars for sure. The Book of Lost Names by Kristen Harmel. Oh, this one was a surprise. I don't believe it's out yet. Uh, I have to check the date, but it's by Gil Paul, Jackie and Maria, a novel of Jackie Jackie Kennedy and Maria Callas. Um, So Maria Callas is the opera star, and Jacqueline Kennedy obviously was the first lady. I didn't realize that they both had very complex relationships with Aristotle Onassis, who Jacqueline Kennedy later marries. Um, But it's a beautiful book about kind of the lifestyles of the rich and famous. They're always on yachts or, you know, in the south of France or in Greece in these fabulous locations having fabulous parties. But it identified a lot of really big and strong feelings and emotions and motivations on why people behave the way they behave. Excellent book. Maria, oh, excuse me, Jackie and Maria Gil Paul. That it was a good one. I I enjoyed Party of Two. Jasmine Gullery has another book out. It was really a good read. No Offense by Meg Cabot was light, but a fabulously fun read. Nine Women, One Dress. Jane L. Rosen wrote this one. And it was a very interesting premise. It was um, the story of kind of how one dress makes its way around the town. It's uh, a little black dress becomes the it dress for a season in New York. And it talks about the designer and the man who made the dress and all the women who wear it for different events. Um, Same dress, just made the rounds. And it makes the women all feel very beautiful and very special. Uh, So that was a fun read. It is by Jane L. Rosen, Nine Women, One Dress. It's also a great look at the fashion industry in New York. 
So that was fun if you're interested in that. The second home by Christina Clancy. This one is just out. And this is a family drama set, set on Cape Cod. Multi-generational, which I loved. Strong characters. Um, strong arc. And a lovely resolution in this one. That I highly recommend as well. The Second Home by Christina Clancy. I read a few other books in the month of July that didn't get as high of ratings. Um, oh, I don't think I've spoke about Summer Darlings. That was a five-star. Brooke Lee Foster. Lee for this is L-E-A. Brooke Lee Foster. This was an amazing love story. Um, a young girl goes to the Cape to nanny and ends up learning an awful lot about the privileged people that she was living with, not the lessons that she thought she would learn. She thought she would go and um, just become very sophisticated. She was in the middle of her college career and uh, was trying to save enough money to get back to her um, sister, one of the seven sisters colleges in, in New York. I think she was at Barnard. But um, it was a very interesting look. Strong, strong character development. Um, a good example of nothing is as it seems on the surface. But that was, that I would highly recommend. And that's a good summer book. Set on the Cape. It's set in the summer. A good read. So recapping my recommendations from my July reads. Summer Darlings. The Second Home. Nine Women, One Dress, Jackie and Maria, The Book of Lost Names, The Lending Library, Perennials, Escaping Dreamland, Wit, What You Wish For, and a little bit heavier books that you need tissues for, When We Collided, and Grace Will Lead Us Home. The Charleston Church Massacre and the Hard, Inspiring Journey to Forgiveness. I hope you all check out some of these books and let us know on our Facebook page, The Bookish Besties, or on our Instagram podcast page, The Bookish Besties Podcast on Instagram, and tell us where you get most of your book recommendations. We would love to know. Next week, Mary and I will be back together for a great episode. I hope you can tune in then. And in the meantime, if you could please like and follow and share our podcast with your friends. We love what we do, but we want to increase our listenership. Thank you so much. Happy reading.